0: The scripture for this morning comes from the gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense, of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I want to go back one more time to a piece that I've been reading all through these series of sermons when we've talked about dreams. And the dream is still alive from that first December morning, and it always will survive as long as we can see that the dreams that we find in life are the dreams we tend to seek, and Christmas has its promises to keep. The dreams we find in life are the dreams we tend to seek. We find what we expect to find, we find the dreams that we chase after. We find what we seek. The question becomes, whose dreams are we looking for? Whose dreams are we seeking? Are we seeking our own dreams or are we seeking God's dreams? God dreams of a close, intimate relationship with every one of his children. And he dreams that we, you and I, will be lights to the world so that those who don't know him will. We'll see his light through our lives and we'll want to come to know him so that he can develop that close relationship with them. When we seek this dream, when we seek God's dream, we find it. And we find ways to make that dream a reality. Now in the story that we read in Scripture, we read the story of the Magi coming to seek the baby Jesus. Think about what you've just heard, the stars told the story of Jesus being born. The stars spoke a message from the Word of God. The stars told the Magi that the king of the world had been born, that hope had come back into the world, that light had been restored to the world. The stars spoke this message. The world and nature cannot keep quiet where it comes to God. When Christ was born, the angels came down and proclaimed his birth, and the shepherds heard it and paid attention. The stars told everyone who would listen that God himself had stepped down from heaven, and the magi heard that message. If we go from now, Jesus has a tiny baby... To Jesus as the adult at the end of his ministry, as he is making his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, what we find is another example of how nature will proclaim the glory of God and proclaim the message that Christ is king if given the opportunity. Because as all of Jesus' followers were shouting and praising him as he came into Jerusalem that last week of his life, the Pharisees rebuked him. The Pharisees said to Jesus, make your disciples stop. They don't need to be carrying on in this way. And Jesus' answer was, if they don't respond in this way, the stones themselves will cry out. Nature will tell the story of God's relationship with humanity if no one else will. So the Magi read the message in the stars. The king of the Jews is born, the king of the world... All of the hope of the world comes down to this child. They recognized that. They packed up and they traveled quite some distance. And they went to the place where a newborn king would normally be, the palace, the palace in Jerusalem. When they got there and announced to Herod that they were there to to worship the newborn king, Herod was disturbed. A better way to put it would be that Herod was terrified. This was competition. This was somebody competing for him sitting on the throne. It didn't matter if it was a baby. It was still competition. Herod was terrified. He sent for all the chief priests and teachers and said, What is this supposed to be? Where is this supposed to happen? They told him Bethlehem. He sent the Magi to find the child. He sent them out. He said, Come back and tell me where you find this child so that I too can go worship him. God knew Herod's heart. And God had no intentions of allowing Herod's murderous intentions to win. So God spoke to the Magi who were willing and listen, willing to listen to him. God spoke to the Magi in a dream and said, go home a different way. And they responded. They did. They went home a different way. And the baby Jesus had time to escape to a foreign country where he was safe. Now, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the Magi. Here they are, learned, wise men from far away. Men who know how to read the stars, men who know how to read prophecy, men who understand that messages can be communicated in ways that today we have often quite honestly forgotten. But these were, were men who were not only learned and wise, but they had the financial ability to make a significant journey. So they packed up. They packed up their households. They packed up their servants and they traveled to Jerusalem. And when they got to where they thought the baby would be and they found that the baby was not there, they continued to follow the star. When they got to Bethlehem, they found the baby in a very humble home, in very poor circumstances, in a tiny village. How do you think they would feel? Do you think that that maybe they got to the house and they were somewhat confused? They got to the house and they thought, how did we get here? How did we misread the stars? How did we think we were coming to worship a king and and we're at the door of the home of, of a servant? How did we get here? What are we going to do? Maybe we misunderstood, but we don't find any of that in Scripture. What we find is no hesitation at all. They found the home. The star has stopped there. They went in. They found the baby. They offered their gifts, and they worshipped this child that they found in such an humble place. The gifts that they gave were prophecies in and of themselves. They gave gold, which was a gift for a king, frankincense, which was a gift for a priest, and myrrh, intended for someone who would die. So they they gave their gifts and then they trusted the message of God through their dreams to go home a different way and keep the baby safe. What can we learn from this passage of Scripture, from this ancient story? I think the first thing that we can learn is that God will use anyone to do His work as long as they're willing. These are people who, to the best of our knowledge, had no connection with the Jewish faith no connection with the Jewish people. They did not know Jewish theology. They did not know the expectations that the Jews had for a Messiah. All they knew is that nature told them there was a king born, that this king would save the world, and they needed to pay attention. And because they were willing to hear the message of God through nature... God was able to use them to provide resources for the baby Jesus and his family so that they could leave the country, they could travel to a foreign country, and Jesus could be safe from Herod and all of his irritation and murderous intentions. So I think the first thing we can learn is that God will use anyone. That brings up the question, what is God calling you to do right now? Is he calling you to pay attention to something that's going on around you? Is he calling you to pay specific attention to something that's going on in your community, in your neighborhood, at your work? Is he calling you to acknowledge Christ's presence in an unusual place? Is he calling you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with someone who doesn't know? God will use anyone to do his work as long as you and I are willing to respond to God's call and move forward. The next thing I think we can learn is that Jesus doesn't always live in the carefully constructed walls of our churches, nor does he live in the carefully constructed expectations that we like to create. Jesus is not God in a box Jesus is God who will be at work everywhere in the world. Jesus is God who will be in a glorious sanctuary like this worshiping with us and then will be out on the street walking with the homeless person, trying to work to make sure that the homeless person has a meal to eat. Jesus isn't going to be exactly what we expect him to be. He is not going to change to suit us He calls us to change, to be transformed, to suit him. He calls us to be transformed to do the work that God is calling us to do. I think another thing that we can learn from this is that God's message is for everyone, not just for the people that we might consider to be the right people. God's message is for anyone who has ears to hear and a heart to respond. And I think that the the last thing that we can learn is that if we don't proclaim Jesus as king of the world and lord of our lives, the very stones will cry out. The stars will cry out. All of nature will proclaim Christ king. God will get his message out there somehow. He would prefer to use us but he will get his message out there somehow. God's dream is to have a close relationship with every living, breathing person. God's second dream is that we, you and I, will be the light to the world through which people see the Son of God and through which people feel the love of God. And my question to you on this Epiphany Sunday is, Will you be a part of making God's dream a reality? Will you seek God's dream and allow it to become your dream? Will you seek God's dream for the world and say, Here I am, Lord. May it be to me, as you said, the same words that Mary said, Will you be a light to the world so that everyone can through you See the baby Jesus. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.